Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhina astafa khususan ala sayyidil anbiya Muhammadin al-amin wa sahbihi al-ghuri al-ma'amin wa ala alihi al-tahirin wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yumiddin amma ba'd faqad qala Allahu tabaraka wa ta'ala fi kalamihi al-majid wa furqanihi al-hamid a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة واحدة صلى الله عليه عشرا أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام الله سبحانه وتعالى is our greatest benefactor and the ihsan and the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us are innumerous and we cannot count the amount of favors of Rasulullah upon us and from the entire creation Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is our greatest benefactor the ihsan and the favor of Rasulullah sallallahu exceeds even the favors of our parents upon us because it is through Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it is through the sacrifices of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that we have the greatest ni'mah and that is iman if it were not for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we would not have recognized who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is we would not have recognized the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we would not have recognized and understood the purpose of our creation. <coughs> so Rasulullah was sent as a prophet and as a mercy for the entire universe. And Rasulullah كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم متواصل الأحزان دائما الفكرة ليست له راحة in the Shama'il it comes that Rasulullah had constant worry and concern for his ummah. And since the day he became a prophet, there was no rest in his life. And constantly Rasulullah was worried and concerned how can every single member of his ummah be saved from the hellfire. That is why in a hadith Rasulullah gave an example of himself Mathali wa mathalukum kamathali rajulin awqadanaran that my example and your example is like a person who lit a fire فَجَعَلَ الْجَنَادِبُ وَالْفَرَاشُ يَقَعْنَ فِيهَا وَهُوَ يَذُبُّهُنَّ عَنْهَا and the butterflies and the moth and the insects they started falling into this fire because they, they found the, the, bright, the brightness of the fire to be very attractive. So this lured them and they started falling into the fire. And this person, knowing that this is the means of their destruction and knowing that this will kill them, he was trying his best to repel them and push them away. Likewise, وَأَنَا آخِذٌ بِحُجَزِكُمْ عَلِ النَّارِ وَأَنْتُمْ تَفَلَّتُونَ مِنْ يَدِي أو كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ Likewise, Rasulullah is saying, I am grabbing you by your waist and I am trying to push you away from the hellfire, but you find sinning 
and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you find pleasure in it and it is very attractive. It is something that lures you. But me being the Prophet of Allah, I know that your destruction lies in it. Therefore, I'm grabbing you by the waist and I'm pushing you away. But unfortunately, you are slipping away from my hand. Due to not understanding the consequences of sinning and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Innahu kana waluman jahula, because you, O human being, you are oppressive, you oppress yourself by sinning and disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And why do you do this, jahula? Because you are unaware and you are ignorant of the consequences of the disobedience of Allah. So Rasulullah was that merciful being who sacrificed for us. Rasulullah cried for us. He bled for us. He sweat for us. There is no sacrifice that Rasulullah did not do for his ummah. That is why it is impossible for us to repay Rasulullah If we spent our entire lives praising Rasulullah in order to repay the favor and the sacrifices of Rasulullah for our sake, this will not be enough. That is why through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself taught us a way that we can try to repay Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran taught us in a, a, a practice, an action that we can do and that we should do to try to, 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 try to repay Rasulullah sallallahu for all the sacrifices and for all the favors upon us. And what is that? By sending salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allah commands us to send salutations and peace upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? Not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam needs us to send salutations upon him. The malaika, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the malaika are sufficient. Allah doesn't, doesn't need our salawat and our salam. But we are sending salah and salam upon Rasulullah because we are in need of it. Because it is our moral responsibility to try to, to, try to repay Rasulullah for all of the favors and sacrifices that he did for us. That is why Rasulullah while mentioning one of the warnings for not sending salawat and salam said, Al-Bakhilu man dhukirtu indahu falam yusalli alayya. That the actual miser and the actual lowlife is that person that when my name is mentioned, he doesn't have the decency to send salawat upon me. So this is the height of miserliness. This is the height of lowliness. This is the height of disgrace that our greatest benefactor and that being whose favors upon us are greater than any other creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but in lieu for his sacrifice, we do not even have the decency to say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whereas this requires no effort, it requires no money being spent. That is why Rasulullah said that this person is the actual coward, this person is the actual miser, this person is the actual lowlife. 
Mallam yusalli ala nabiyyi fahuwa al-bakhilu wazidhu wasfa jabani. The poet says that that person who does not send salawat on Rasulullah, he is a miser, he is a coward, he is a lowlife. He is a disgraceful human being. So the, the, the warnings for not sending salawat on Rasulullah are very severe to such an extent that we learn from a hadith that the la'na and the curse of Jibreel is upon a person who does not send salawat on Rasulullah and his name is mentioned. And this is a famous hadith by Ka'ab bin Ujra radiallahu an. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once instructed the Sahaba to come close to the mimbar and then he ascended, uh, he ascended the first step for the first step of the mimbar and he said, Ba'uda man adraka Ramadan falam yughfar lahu. May that person be far from the mercy of Allah. So this is the meaning of la'na. When we say la'na, it means that this person is far from the mercy of Allah. So there are, some, there, are, there are a lot of words that we use in our conversations, like inshallah, mashallah, you know, this Muslim's la'na is upon such a person. But unfortunately, many a times, a lot of these commonly used Islamic words, we do not know the true meaning of it. So what is the meaning of la'na? When we say that the la'na of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon a person, the la'na of Rasulullah is upon a person, it means that this person is far from the mercy of Allah. And a person who is far from the mercy of Allah, there is no mercy on the world that can show him mercy. Because Rasulullah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is the ultimate mercy. So a person cannot find any shade to save himself from the la'na of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us. And then secondly, Rasulullah sallallahu he ascended the second step of the mimbar and he said, Ba'uda man dhukirtu indahu falam yusalli alayya. May that person be far from the mercy of Allah, that when my name is taken before him, he doesn't have the decency to send, to send salah upon me. And then Rasulullah said, Ameen. Rasulullah said, Ameen to the previous dua also. And then Rasulullah he ascended the third step, and he said, Ba'uda man adraka, ba'uda man May that person be far from the mercy of Allah who found one of his parents in old age or both of them, but both of his parents or one of his parents was not a cause for him to go into Jannah. Meaning he didn't take the opportunity to serve them, to look after them and get their du'as by which he was not able to go to Jannah. And unfortunately, uh, we, uh, if we look at how the children treat their parents, uh, we, sh we shouldn't be shedding uh, tears, we should be shedding blood from our eyes. If you look at how the children nowadays treat their parents, may Allah SWT protect all of us. So when a ni'mah is lost, when we lose a ni'mah, then we realize the value of it. So we will truly realize the value of our parents once we lose them. And once we have our own children, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Amen. So such a severe warning for a person who does not send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, 
من الجفاء أن أذكر عند رجل فلا يصلي عليه. جفاء the word جفاء means to be harsh. It is very harsh and unpolite and very rude that my name is mentioned in front of someone, but he doesn't send salat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He doesn't send salat on me. So this person is a very rude person. So that is why we have to understand the significance of salat ala Nabi sallam. We send salat upon Rasulullah sallam in order to try to repay him for all of the sacrifices that he did for us. And secondly, we send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in order for Allah subhanahu wa taala to raise the status of Rasulullah in Jannah. And thirdly, we send salawat on Rasulullah as a token and sign of our love for Allah, for, uh, as a sign and token for our love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and our love for Allah subhanahu wa taala. Because if we truly love Allah subhanahu wa taala, we will love. The Habib and the Beloved of Allah, and when we love Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we will constantly mention his name, and every time we mention his name, we will send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because إذا أحببت شيئاً أكثرت ذكره when you love something, you excessively mention it. So if we have love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we will constantly send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And if there was no virtue of sending salawat on Rasulullah, and there are many virtues in the Hadith, if there was, if we just for the significance of salat ala Nabi Sallam, if we keep in mind that this is the only action that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself does, this itself is sufficient to show how significant it is to send salawat on Rasulullah. Because there is no other good deed that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself does. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not pray. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't fast. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't do Hajj. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sends salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not only command the angels to send salawat on Rasulullah sallam. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself does it. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala Nabi. And there is no doubt that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself sent salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That is why in this verse, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with emphasis says, "Inna Allah," and "Inna" is a harf of emphasis, a harf of taqiyid. That means there is no doubt that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does this action. And secondly, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uses the verb "yusalluna," which is a fa'al mudari', which comes to denote the present tense and the future tense. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and the Malaika, they continue to send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they will continue to do the, they will continue to do so ila yom al qiyamah. And then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala commands the believers, Ya ayyuha aladina amanu, sallu alaihi wa sallimu taslima. That this is such a great action. That not only did Allah Subhanahu wa Taala command the malaika to do it, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself does it. Therefore, you also participate in this noble act. So the honor that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala granted to Rasulullah sallam is greater than the honor that He granted to Adam alayhi salam, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala commanded the angels to make sujud to Adam alayhi salam, but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself did not make sajda, which is obviously not possible. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala commanded. 
the angels to send salat on Rasulullah and Allah SWT himself sent salat on Rasulullah SAW. So when we send salat on Rasulullah Wasallam, we are doing ourselves a favor. You know, someone might ask that when we send salat on Rasulullah why do we say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad? Allahumma salli ala Muhammad means, oh Allah, you send salat on Rasulullah so Allah is telling us in the Quran, Sallu alayhi, you send salah and salam on Rasulullah sallallahu So we're supposed to be saying, Usalli ala Muhammad, Usalli wa usallimu ala Muhammad. But we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send salah on Rasulullah sallallahu So the scholars say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is tahir and tayyib. Allah Rasulullah sallallahu is pure and clean. And we are full of sins. We are full of deficiencies. We are full of defects. And Rasulullah is free from all defects, from all deficiencies. And the only being who is also tahir and tayyib is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is why we invoke the clean, pure being to send salah and salutations upon the pure, clean being. Because we do not regard ourselves worthy enough to send salah on Rasulullah directly. Therefore, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send salah on our behalf. And although from a fiqhi perspective, if someone just sends salah on Rasulullah without sending salam, it is permissible. But it is not preferable, but it is not a sin. And it is also not makruh. It is only khilaful awla. But a person who has love for Rasulullah he will send salah and salam every time he mentions Rasulullah's name, every time he hears Rasulullah's name, every time he writes Rasulullah's name. So the ruling of writing وسلم, is the same as saying وسلم. So just like when we hear the name Rasulullah, when we hear his name, we should say completely. When we write the name Muhammad, we should not write any abbreviations, S-A-W or Swad, Lam, Ayn, Mim. We should actually write Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in English or in Arabic. <coughs> it is said, uh, 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 Imam Sakhavi Rahimahullah in his book Al-Qawlul Badi' mentions a, a story of Sufyan bin Uyayna Rahimahullah who was a great muhaddith. So he once saw in his dream, he saw his classmate in his dream. And he saw, his classmate had passed away, he saw his classmate was in Jannah, he was running and he was wearing a, a new green clothes and he was running in Jannah very happily. So he asked him that, you are my classmate and we studied hadith together. What, what action did you do that gave you such a great honor? So he said that me and you, we were both classmates and we studied hadith together, but the difference was that every time you wrote a hadith and Rasulullah's name came, you said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with your tongue only. You didn't write Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But I wrote Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and I also wrote Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Every time I wrote the name of Rasulullah That is why Allah SWT has given me dishonor. And after that dream, until the end of his life, Sufyan bin Uyayna, rahimahullah, he would write sallallahu alayhi wa sallam every time he 
wrote the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And it is said regarding Ibrahim Nasafi rahimahullah, who was a great scholar and a great abid of his time. He once saw Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his dream, and Rasulullah sallam looked very displeased. So he ran up to Rasulullah and kissed his hand, and he said, "Oh Rasulullah, why do you look so displeased?" He said. Uh, that, O oh Ibrahim, every time you send salah upon me, you only say sallallahu alayhi. You don't say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You only send salah upon me, but you do not send salam upon me. So after this, Ibrahim Nasafi rahimahullah, he says, it became part of my ma'mul and my practice to say sallam also, to send salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And because today is Friday, and special emphasis came in the hadith for sending excessive salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In a hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Aktiru alayya min al-salat yom al-Jumu'ah." That excessively send salawat upon me on Friday. And then Rasulullah sallam said, "Because your salah is presented to me every Friday, fa inna salat ummati tu'arad alayya fi kulli Jumu'ah." فَمَنْ كَانَ أَكْثَرَهُمْ عَلَيَّ صَلَاةً كَانَ أَقْرَبَهُمْ مِنِّي مَنْزِلًا Whosoever sends uh, the most salah upon me on Friday, he will be the most closest to me on the Day of Judgment. Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, when he passed away, one of his students saw him in his dream. And he asked him that, how did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deal with you? He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave me. Then his student asked him, what was the reason for your forgiveness? He said two actions, and these two actions pertain to Salah ala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, it was my habit that every Friday night, every Friday night I would send Salah upon Rasulullah a specific Salah upon Rasulullah that comprised of five sentences. And I would be reciting this Salah the entire night. And it was, Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin bi'adadi man salla alayhi. وَصَلِّ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ بِعَدَدِ مَنْ لَمْ يُصَلِّ عَلَيْهِ وَصَلِّ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ كَمَا أَمَرْتَ بِالصَّلَاةِ عَلَيْهِ وَصَلِّ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ كَمَا تُحِبُّ أَنْ يُصَلَّى عَلَيْهِ وَصَلِّ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ كَمَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يُصَلَّى عَلَيْهِ And then he said the second action was that I wrote a specific salah in my book, Al-Risala. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin kullama dhakarahu al-dhakirun wa salli ala Muhammadin kullama ghafala an dhikrihi al-ghafilun. So it is because of this salah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave me. And it is said regarding Mawlana Faidul Hassan Saharampuri rahimahullah, that when he passed away for one month, the, the, the fragrance fragrance was coming out of the room that he passed away in for a month. And Mona Qasim Na'noti rahimahullah, who was a very close friend of his, was asked, what is the reason? Why is fragrance coming out of his room for one month? So Mona Qasim Na'noti rahimahullah replied that this is the barakah of sending salah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was the habit of Mawlana that he would send salawat on Rasulullah the entire night on Friday. That's all he would do. And Friday night in Islam actually starts after Maghrib. So it's a th Friday night, according to us, it's actually Thursday night.
Because in Islam, the day starts from after Maghrib, after sunset. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq, inshallah. And I will conclude with one hadith of Ka'ab bin Ujra radiallahu an to, uh, to highlight the, the significance of, 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 of taking out some time from our busy schedule just to send salah on Rasulullah So it should become a, a, a daily practice that we should take out some time to just send salah on Rasulullah So Ka'ab bin Ujjah said that Kam min salati. How much time should I dedicate to send salah upon you O Rasulullah That means I have dedicated a time for my adhkar in this time of adhkar, how much salah should I send upon you? So Rasulullah said, Ma shi'ta, as you wish, how much you want. Then, he's, then the Sahabi said, Ar-Ruba'a, should I spend one-fourth uh, one of my time in setting salah upon you? Rasulullah said, Ma shi'ta fa in zitta fa huwa khayrun lak. How much you want, and if you dedicate more time, then this is better for you. And then he said, should I dedicate half of the time? The Prophet said, if you dedicate more time, then this is better for you. Then he said, should I dedicate Fathulutain? Should I dedicate two-thirds of my time? Rasulullah said, Famashi'ita, whatever you want, in zitta fahuwa khairun like if you dedicate more time, this is better for you. Then he said, Aja alu laka salati kullaha. I will dedicate my entire time in sending salah upon you, O Rasulullah. And then what did Rasulullah said? What did Rasulullah say? Idan yukfa hamuk wa yukaffar In that case, all of your worries will be removed, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will forgive all of your sins. So may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us tawfiq to uh, to dedicate some time to send salah upon Rasulullah so we can start by sending salah upon Rasulullah hundred times in the morning and evening. In a hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Man salla alayya mi'atan kataballahu bayna aynayhi bara'atan minan nar wa bara'atan minan nifaq. Whosoever sends salah upon me a hundred times. Rasulullah is saying in the hadith, Allah will inscribe between his eyes on his forehead, bara'atan minan nifaq wa bara'atan minan nar. This person is immune from hypocrisy. This person is immune from the hellfire. So this hadith does not mean that this will actually be written on our forehead and we can actually see it. But it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the barakah of sending salawah, salah upon Rasulullah a hundred times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give a person the tawfiq to do such a'mal that he will be safe from hypocrisy and these a'mal will save him from the hellfire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله